Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well and a very happy December to all of you who are joining me here today. This week's episode is all about the elusive art of spiritual surrender, which is a concept that can be very difficult for many people to grasp, but if mastered, can serve as the key to your freedom and inner peace. And I specifically say spiritual surrender because when most people think of the word surrender, they often associate it with either concepts such as giving up, yielding, or submitting to something. But today's episode has nothing to do with giving up on life or submitting your power to others. It's actually quite the opposite. Because when we are talking about spiritual surrender, we are referring to the art of releasing the things that cause suffering and pain. So from the perspective of spiritual growth, surrender is synonymous with detachment, freedom, patience, and faith. And in the words of William Booth, the greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender. So today's episode will be a detailed breakdown of the meaning behind spiritual surrender. Because once we have a very clear definition and understanding of what it means to live in a surrendered state, We can then turn that definition into a step-by-step guideline of how to bring the state of existence into our day-to-day lives. So for today's episode, I have broken down the meaning of surrender into two parts, which include all the things that we need to first let go of, followed by all the qualities and traits that we need to harness more of in order to live in a surrendered state, which for Many people end up being a lifelong balancing act of having to constantly remember to surrender to the natural flow of life. And with that in mind, let's jump right into today's topic. Now, in terms of letting go, you first and foremost want to let go of resistance, which is the biggest thing that stands in between you and your ultimate freedom. Now, what do I mean by resistance? If you think about it, the biggest source of your suffering and what you struggle with most in life has more to do with your internal battle with it rather than the thing itself. So let's break this down even further. Let's say that you encounter a difficult life experience. The very first thing that every human being does is they react to the experience, which often involves a nice medley of emotions, thoughts, and body sensations. So a big emotion comes up and instead of surrendering to the emotion, we begin to battle with it. And as we fight with this emotion, our brain as a form of protection will remind us of all the troubling experiences of the past that are related to that emotion as well. So we are now becoming more and more attached to the initial experience. And it's sort of similar to being in the middle of the ocean and getting hit by a storm. So instead of relaxing your body and flowing with the storm, the more you resist and try to fight the storm, the greater your chances of drowning. So using this analogy, 
your internal resistance causes you to sink deeper and deeper into the original emotional state. And if you were to close your eyes and think about the word resistance as a symbol, the most common image that comes to mind is of something rigid that is blocking you from moving forward. So whenever you encounter resistance, this is a block that often shows you that there is something very vulnerable beneath the surface. So the resistance is a barrier constructed by the ego. But the value of the resistance is that it can serve as an entry point to your wounds, limiting beliefs, delusions about life, ignorance, and various other internal poisons you may have collected over time, including feelings of lack, guilt, fear, and unworthiness. So really your internal battle is a reflection of your resistance to any given situation, the way things are, other people, or even change which all of these things can be rooted back to the false narratives you may have created about yourself in life. So let's use an example. Let's say that because of certain negative experiences in life that you may either be aware of or that are rooted in your subconscious mind, you have a fear of change. And every time an opportunity for change arises, you steer clear of it. So whenever a friend or family member changes plans on you or something within your work environment unexpectedly changes, instead of being accepting of the inevitable ebbs and flows of life, you resist the behavior or the change and you start to battle within yourself. So you may start to feel angry or disappointed and then that spirals into being feeling unappreciated and undervalued. And instead of letting it all go, you keep fighting with yourself. And the situation um, keeps festering until you either have an outburst or you become harder and more closed off to those around you. So when it comes to this idea of surrender, you have to first have a willingness to let go of the resistance that you have to whatever life circumstances have been presented. And the reason why various situations in life impact us all differently is because every life experience shows up according to our unique collection of triggers and internal blocks, which again are all gateways to deeper healing and growth if we allow them the opportunity to be just that. And the final note I want to make on this whole point on resistance is that avoidance is also a form of resistance as well, in that it's sort of similar to an app that it is running in the background of your phone where you may not be directly engaged with it, but it's using up battery life just lingering in the background. So understanding where and how resistance shows up within your life and having the willingness to let go and slowly put down your defenses is the first step towards living a surrendered life because here you are surrendering to yourself. The second thing that you want to begin to let go of in order to live in this state of surrender is expectations, which I have spoken about in relation to various other topics as well. But to tie it into today's topic in particular, expectations rob us of our freedom in that they are essentially narrow-minded intentions that we are putting out into the universe. So instead of being fully open to the vastness of life, we are limiting ourselves by demanding what we want from life instead. 
So what we need to be doing is surrendering our expectations and recognizing that life doesn't unfold in a way where everything that we believe is good will happen for us. Instead, we recognize that regardless of our judgments on what is good and what is bad, there is a greater plan in place that has all of us collectively in mind. And it's not that life is causing us pain and suffering. It's our expectations of how we want things to be instead of allowing them to be as is that is actually the cause of the suffering. So instead of expecting people to act a certain way or for life to unfold exactly as we have planned in our minds, we need to be open to the unexpected nature of life in a surrendered state. The third thing that we want to let go of is control. So through letting go of control, we stop forcing situations to happen the way we want them to. And this is the state of surrender where we learn to balance our inner being with our outer reality. And a good example of this is children and animals in that they are not battling within themselves trying to control the outside world. They just exist with with the outside world and take life one moment at a time. So when you let go of control, you begin to surrender with ease into every action that you take in that you recognize that the only thing that you are truly in control of is how you react and show up in life. And once you have made that connection for yourself, then you begin to recognize the importance of letting go of this need to control others, situations, or outcomes, because that sort of mindset only leads to disappointment and despair. The fourth thing that we want to let go of in order to live in a surrendered state is the concept of the false self. So this includes all of the things that I've mentioned on repeat, like past conditioning and the delusions that we have created about ourselves that are never really based in truth. So from this perspective, we are surrendering to the self and removing what stands in the way of seeing who we truly are, which often includes our limiting beliefs and the constructs of the ego. So the journey towards authenticity is actually an unbecoming process where you cleanse the physical, mental, and emotional bodies and open yourself up to higher levels of wisdom and infinite possibilities. And if we go back to our point on resistance, most people are at war with their own ignorance and refuse to grow or learn. So they instead just keep sinking deeper into their own stubborn beliefs, which leads to more bitterness and hatred. So at this stage, our surrendered state is depriving the urges of the ego, which keeps us limited and small. And through the intelligence and power of our highest self, we can begin to dissolve the ego. So here we are letting go of separation and not allowing anything to own us, including the ego or our traumas. So now that we have covered the major things that we need to let go of in order to surrender, I want to spend some time talking about what we need to next shift our focus onto in order to fully surrender to life. So the first is intention, which is the first step to anything really, because if you want to manifest something into your life, you need to make the decision and declaration first. So your first step forward is with the intention that you want to surrender in order to live a peaceful life. And once the intention is set, 
that then becomes your point of focus and something that you can always return to whenever things get challenging in life. So you can always remind yourself of the intention that you have made to help you return to a surrendered state, which means regardless of the tests or trials of life, you remain centered, whole, and content. And even if it takes you some time to return to this harmonized state of existence, your goal is working towards narrowing the gap between a life event and the time that it takes for you to recenter and regain your balance. The second thing that you want to begin to cultivate and harness more of in your life in order to surrender to life is faith and patience. And I've paired them together because they, they go hand in hand because faith and surrender in particular are synonymous terms in that they both mean that regardless of what you are going through, whether it's good or bad, a high moment in life or a low moment in life, you need to accept everything from the perspective of a higher purpose. So really surrender is another term for unshakable or unconditional faith. And we hear a lot about unconditional love, which represents loving someone without placing conditions on what you expect from them in return and simply just accepting them for who they are. So if we apply this same principle to surrendering, unshakable faith means you believe in the journey without being attached to the idea of how you want things to turn out and losing faith in your path when things don't go as you expected them to. And patience is the cornerstone of faith and something that is quite severely lacking in our world today, given the easy access to everything and the fast paced lives that everyone leads. So really through exercising our patience, while we wait for our desired outcome, we are simultaneously strengthening our commitment, faith, discipline, and perseverance. And the analogy that comes to mind for patients in particular is, let's say that you and your neighbor simultaneously decide to plant a tree and you take the patient route of planting a seed and allowing that to flourish into a tree while your neighbor buys a tree that's ready to go and just plants that into their yard. So yes, your route will take longer to show results, but it will also be more foundational because if down the line a massive storm rolls around, your tree's roots will be more, much more firmly grounded than the ones of that pre-made tree. So your patience stands the test of time and the bigger challenges that are a natural course of life. And the key to faith is to believe in something greater than yourself. So whatever that power is for you, your faith tells you that no matter what happens, you can always return to your source unconditionally. The third component to this whole concept of a surrendered state of living is awareness because we have now set the intention. We're working on strengthening our faith and patience. And next we need to have an awareness of the various layers of consciousness, which I did cover in detail in my episode titled paradigm shift. So for those of you who are interested, you can Uh, check out that episode as well. But to relate it to today's topic, when we are talking about surrender in particular, we can approach life from the consciousness of things are happening to me, which is set in victim mentality and relinquishes all of your power. 
or you can think of things as happening by me, which begins to shift you towards responsibility, but can also become a trap of the ego where you can believe that you are in full control of everything that takes place in your life. Or you can think of things happening through me, which is you stepping into a surrendered state and recognizing life will continue to progress forward regardless of if you decide to participate or not. And your job is not to hold on to everything so tightly, but instead live in cooperation with life and detached from the outcome as well. And the fourth state is as me, which is the state of oneness and unity consciousness. So as we relax into awareness, this allows us to gather awareness about ourselves, our fears, our dreams, the meaning that we give to life. And as a result, this state of awareness transforms into acceptance of the totality of life and finally surrender. And this is where we begin to live a life that is heart-centered, authentic, and whole. And the fourth point that I wanted to cover with you guys today in terms of tapping into this state of surrender is meditation because meditation is essentially the practice of surrender because you are surrendering your thoughts, your emotions, your daily worries, and temporarily stepping into a state of non-resistance. So essentially what's happening is through meditation, you're using it as a tool and a practice to help you bring more of this state of surrender into your day-to-day life. And I know that I repeat this next point a lot, but whenever I say let go of expectations, control, false self, and resistance, it doesn't mean just give up on life and don't try at all. These are just reminders and tools to help you reach your goals and aspirations through the path of least resistance. Because regardless of what you do, life is happening all around you and you can either learn to ride the waves of life or get caught up in them over and over and then say that life is a struggle, life is a battle and various other things that people say to shift the focus away from themselves and blame the outside world for their inner state. So I'm just bringing this up Because for those of you who may feel triggered, whenever you hear someone saying, let go, because you may feel like you're so used to battling your way through life that statements like this may feel very generic and useless for you. When I say surrender, it doesn't mean give up in life and ignore everything that is happening. It means look at life through a higher perspective and whenever possible through acceptance of a greater divine plan and order. And I want to wrap this episode up with a quote by Rumi, of course, and that is the intellectual quest is exquisite like pearls and coral, but it is not the same as the spiritual quest. The spiritual quest is on another level altogether. Spiritual wine has a subtler taste. The intellect and the senses investigate cause and effect. The spiritual seeker surrenders to the wonder. And with that, let's move right into our episode prompts. Prompt number one is, what does surrender mean to me? Prompt number two, where in life do I feel the most amount of resistance? And prompt number three, what is one way I can begin to surrender to the flow of life? 
All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul podcast. I know that I've mentioned several times in the past that I would eventually get around to creating a an episode dedicated to this whole topic of surrender. So here it finally is. And I really hope that it resonated with all the people that it needs to. As always, feel free to share this with your family and friends who you think may benefit from it. And I wish you guys a beautiful rest of your week until we connect in a future episode.